0: welcome to the multi-orgasmic mama podcast where sexual taboos around sex and motherhood are broken i am Tilly storm i'm a holistic sex and intimacy coach a jade egg and a tantric sex teacher and i work with high achieving moms to have epic sex and pleasure in the bedroom and beyond if you struggle with lack of desire and energy for sex getting out of your head If you don't know what you want or like sexually, or maybe you're just curious to know what the nervous system, somatics, and embodiment practices have to do with your sex life and your experience of pleasure in the bedroom and in your day-to-day life, I want you to download my private podcast training, Five Days to Epic Sex and Pleasure for High Achieving Moms. Be sure to put in the www.tillystorm.com forward slash five day training to download that free training today. If you're enjoying this content, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app, and please leave us a five-star rating and review to help spread the love. What's up, mamas? It's Tilly Storm. I just want to share with you that we have had the most epic group of women in our Essentially Embodied Woman program that I'm having to get all of them to come on and do interviews with you right now because... They have had such amazing transformations and experiences in this program that they wanted to share their experiences with you. And I want you to hear them to help inspire you about what's even possible for you When you say yes to doing this work, to actually taking the actions, not just listening, gathering more information about how to make your sex life and relationship better, or how to experience more pleasure throughout your day or in the bedroom, but to actually take the actions. So I wanted to bring on. Ivy, a recent graduate of the essentially embodied woman program today to share with you about her journey through the program and these very specific actions that she took that helped her to go from totally lacking desire, like had a negative experience of desire, like didn't want to, like if you, if there were a scale of desire for sex, she was like a negative 10 and she went from that. To having a full blown desire and having her sexuality and feeling that she could really own her sexuality, stepping into her femininity, uh, really letting herself take up space in her life and her career and her pleasure, owning her pleasure. This was one of the most radical transformations I have witnessed in this program. So, of course, I had to have her come on to share about her experience because it was truly. Truly remarkable and just remember if you are at all interested in this program Then I want you to book a call with us Booking the call alone doesn't mean you're joining the program. It just means that you are giving yourself the opportunity to find out if this is the right fit for you and if it is the right fit for us. So we don't let everyone into this program that just books a call. It's not the right fit for some people, and you're not going to really know until you get on that call with us. So if you're interested in applying for this program and seeing what it might be like for you to join us and to take... uh, to take part in these specific actions that Ivy's going to share with you today, uh, to create this sort of transformation in your life, then I want you to head to www.tillystorm.com forward slash sensually embodied woman. That link is also in the show notes. You have to put the www dot before the rest of it. Otherwise the link might not work. So head to that link, book the call. It doesn't mean anything's going to happen. The only thing that is going to happen for sure is that you're going to have more clarity around what it is that you get to do to create the, uh, epic sex and pleasure in your life that Ivy is now experiencing in her life. And if we offer you spot and we think it's right and it's right for you, it's right for us, uh, then we are happy to welcome you in. But that doesn't mean that you're going to just join us in that, oh my God, oh my God, what am I signing up for when I book this call? It doesn't mean anything. Uh, just doing the call as you'll hear, hear Ivy share was so enlightening for her to see what was even possible for her. So I encourage you to book the call. We have a new group of women starting March 31st, so you've got just a couple weeks left to uh, get your call booked. Uh, we will be on break from March 17th through the 28th. So that we won't be taking any calls. So you're either going to get it in before the 17th, or you're going to have to get it in last minute. So I encourage you to get it in now. So you're not waiting last minute to decide if you're going to join us for the program or not. Again, head to www.tillystorm.com forward slash sensually dash embodied dash woman book. The call It's not going to hurt. I promise. All right, here's Ivy. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast with our special guest, Ivy, today. Hey, Ivy, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, Tilly. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful. I'm super excited to have you on to share with us all of your wins and experiences and transformations through the Sensually Embodied Woman program. I'd love to start with you telling us just a little bit about yourself, anything that feels good for you to share.
1: Great. Yeah, so happy to be here. I am a mom. I've been with my husband for been married for eight years. I think we've been together. I'm starting to lose count, maybe eleven plus. Yeah. Um, I have two little girls. They both have their own sets of special needs. So certainly I found in our relationship, as many moms do, being called to be the the constant caregiver. Um, I also work in a very technical field, also work in the field of sustainability. So it was also pulling me in many different directions.
0: Yeah. And I love hearing about your work too, because it's such a a male dominated field and how the, everything that you've learned here is just kind of like helped you to really fully own your feminine, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute,
1: but (laughs) absolutely.
0: Yeah, cool. Okay. Well, can you tell us a little bit about what brought you into the Sensually Embodied Woman program? What interested you about it?
1: Looking back before I started the program, it's almost night and day. I came to the program because I had zero interest in being intimate. In fact, I was a bit repulsed by it. I think I was so far down the tunnel of caring for everyone else that that being intimate seemed like one more chore to do one more thing after doing the dishes and you know changing diapers and then you name it. I, I wanted nothing to do with intimacy. And yet I loved my husband so much. And I felt I was in this, it was this strange place of loving him and yet not wanting to be intimate at all. I also, you know, wasn't feeling very much um, down it so nothing was really pleasurable even when we were intimate intimate. I felt before the program I felt like I was broken. I know that's not really the case now but that that was the feeling that I I felt um so that was one of the biggest reasons why I found the program I knew I had done some talk therapy I nothing was really helping. so I was looking for, what else could help? I also was afraid because I loved my husband so much. I was afraid of, I knew something would shift in our marriage eventually when the intimacy is gone, either either we wouldn't be able to stay together because we wouldn't be meeting each other's needs, or we would be living a life of blah. And, and I knew something needed to change. Mm, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, you mentioned doing a little bit of talk therapy. What else did you do before the program? To or anything? <laughs> I don't know. What did you do?
1: I've done a lot of yoga. I've done a lot of um, I got a lot of, some energy work, more more acupuncture and and Reiki. Not necessarily related to intimacy, but I knew a lot about these different modalities. So nothing seemed foreign Um, when we started in the program about moving energy and tapping into your chakras. That was so, uh, I guess, because I had that baseline, it was very comforting and nurturing to me. But as far as the intimacy, when we, my husband and I, we read some books, we did some uh, talk therapy. and also just tried to talk things out ourselves and push through things. Um, I also would just try to push through intimacy, even when I didn't want to, and realized through this program that that was making things a lot worse. And once I reclaimed that this is for me and reclaimed not moving forward, if I didn't want to, that was so incredibly helpful.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm excited to dive more into that piece. <laughs> okay. Well, tell me what's been some of your greatest wins in the program?
1: This was a hard question because there's been so many. Um, I would say, as you mentioned before, that reconnection with my feminine, because I, I work in a very male-dominated field, even from, from schooling was very male-dominated. I was perhaps conditioned to minimize my feminine side. Um, don't be like one of the girls. Oh, girls are crazy. And then all the things that we have heard in society. So reclaiming and, and really allowing my feminine side to come out has helped me in so many ways, but the biggest thing is it's just helped me to feel whole and, and not minimizing this side of myself. That's incredible. So I would say that that's maybe one that's maybe a little, a little overarching, a big umbrella. Um, also reconnecting with my pleasure has been fantastic. Um, I can tell you before the program, I had no you know, no pleasure, especially with related with respect to intimacy. Now that is certainly not the case also. Yeah. And the realization that pleasure is mine and that it's for me was really transformative.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. I want you to explain a little more about that process that you went through and reclaiming pleasure for you. Because I know that was such a huge part of your journey, Uh, Catholic upbringing and the guilt and the shame and the body, you know, how we see our body and relate to our body, all of that sort of stuff. So can you tell me a little more about what that process was like?
1: It felt very slow, uh, which is good because if it was fast, I think it would have been scary and hard, but it felt very slow day in and day out. Uh, Every day we would do these morning practices we're releasing a nervous through a nervous system release what's in the way what's getting in the way of my pleasure um and at first I couldn't even feel I couldn't feel anything I realized I was so numb um, so it was almost at first I couldn't even do that portion of the practice and I would just sit with my body and say what do I feel Do I feel any sensations at all? So it was a very slow process to even begin to feel as, as Tilly, you would call it this felt sense. And I would sometimes get frustrated and think, I don't even understand because I can't feel it. So first retraining my body, what does it feel? And when sensations arise, noticing them, listening to them. So that was very fundamental, I think, for me to make any of these shifts occur. Also then breaking down those, those the conditioning of, as you mentioned, my my Catholic, that Catholic guilt, um, man, it is so strong. And realizing that it's not even just mine, it's my mother's and her mother's, and and it has been passed down through generations. So realizing that it's not mine and it's not serving me, and going through some of the practices and the one-on-one sessions where I was able to feel a separation between that and, and release it in. Yeah. To just release and realize that that is not mine. I don't need to carry it. Um, and doing these different practices over and over. So some of our morning meditations, imagining what it would be like if I, and writing down what it felt like, If I wasn't carrying all of that guilt and writing down what it would feel like to fully own my pleasure. So even though I didn't feel it in the moment, I was writing down, imagining myself, embodying being my queen of pleasure and owning all of that. And it was a slow, gradual process, but over time led to massive shifts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) wants like the instant thing right here, right now, boom, it's done, but that's never how it happens. Right. (laughs) Well, were there any particular practices, processes that really stood out to you where you felt like a big breakthrough or shift that you want to share with us?
1: Yeah. I would say the jade egg practice in general, I had never used a jade Pretty quickly, I'd say within a week or two of using the jade egg, I realized that I was starting to feel, cause as I mentioned, I had no sensation um, when I was intimate. So having actually having some, I guess it just wasn't numb anymore and you can probably explain Tilly a lot more about what was going on, but, but the jade egg practice itself was very healing um on on many ways and then for me there was a practice called the microcosm orbit where i moved energy through my body and it felt so nourishing and very very just amazing to move this energy through my body and it felt so energizing, nourishing, satisfying afterwards. I just felt radiant and vibrant. And that's me. I think it's still my favorite practice. Wow. <laughs> that's so good to hear. That's
0: that's one of my not so favorite practices. <laughs>
1: Funny how everyone has their different things. <laughs> yeah. I've done that one quite a few times and really, oh, and then there was one other one where um, healing sounds um where we did this breathing into various organs and um and then also bringing in different colored lights to those specific organs and that also was very powerful me- for me and just cleared some stagnant energy and also felt very nurturing and and again i felt more whole afterwards if that makes any sense
0: yeah Yeah, I think that feeling that when you say I felt whole is just one of those things that there are no words to describe (laughs) it. It's just one of those experiences that you have in life that you know you experience it, but you don't know how to explain it. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, and I'm sure if people have experienced that, then they can relate to. But if you haven't, then it feels a little intangible, or just like oh. I don't know how that happens, but I want it. <laughs> yes,
1: you do want it. I can tell you that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you had such amazing breakthrough sessions and, uh and your one-on-one calls, like you were so easily coachable and you had such access to your deep body mind. Like, what was it about those? Se- is there anything that you want to share about the sessions and how they really supported your journey?
1: Yeah, what I want to share from those sessions was really, I was willing to be open and vulnerable and dig into whatever was coming up. Um, In the beginning, in our first session, it was something from my early childhood, very early, this wounded child. and, And I was able to give her so much compassion. And I feel like that, set the trajectory for just healing on so many levels, deeper and deeper and deeper. And I was really surprised that in a program like this, my inner child was the first one to come up, but I, as you mentioned, they usually do. So that was a good lesson for me.
0: Yeah. That's so common. (laughs) I feel like whenever we start another big group of ladies, it's like our first group call is just like everyone's inner child coming right on up. <laughs> okay, wow, I know. Yep, yeah, it's it's always there, but it really is the part that you know is causing the drama and the trauma because it is these parts and pieces of us that are coming up to be healed and integrated and loved, so that we can experience the pleasure that already is available to us. Cool. Okay. Well, any other wins or big celebrations that you want to share?
1: As I mentioned a lot, I would say again, the, the, des- oh, desire was something I never had. If I, if I could, have, if negative desire is a possibility, I had negative desire. Um, but now I had this desire. And that was something that I had said throughout the program. I desire to have desire and, It actually came on, I'd say early to mid program. It, it, some desire appeared and it was out of nowhere. I mean, I haven't felt this way since maybe, you know, early in my relationship with my husband. So it was, and I think he was very pleasantly surprised and it was fun and it was enjoyable. And then, and then it kind of waned and we talked about, um, Sometimes when when you go uh, perhaps a bit too fast in the program, you you need to you need to integrate and work through what happened. So it, it kind of dipped down and then it came back. And now I'm in this this really good state of it's not constant desire. I don't think anyone's going to be constantly in a state of desire, but things are so good with respect to desire and wanting to be intimate and wanting. Just pleasure on many different levels, just enjoyment throughout the day. Um, another thing for me, working in the field of sustainability, I felt that pleasure was something, something that was selfish, that was would lead me to be very materialistic. And what we had talked about at one point was how how in marketing women's sex and desire is often tied with marketing oh you want this can of coke and it's this woman throwing her head back and you know stroking her neck and it really i think it was i was conditioned in so many ways to tie my pleasure and my desire to oh that means you're very materialistic and again i'm not saying it's pe- people you know can do what they want but i didn't want that for myself and it was one of my accountability sisters that said, it's actually not sustainable to not use your pleasure. Your pleasure is already there. And it does, it's not coming from anywhere else. And so that was a huge light bulb moment for me that really shifted, shifted so much of how I looked at my pleasure and my desire. And, and for me, that was a big block that I was able to dissolve and move past.
0: Mm. Yes, fuck yes. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Is there any one particular thing about the desire piece that you're like, yeah, that's what did it? That's what shifted it? Or was it just like a combination of everything? I'm just curious because I haven't, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what your perceptions are on that.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I think it was, working through some of that inner child stuff, releasing some of the guilt and shame first, and allowing, I think, again, with allowing myself to play with what it would feel like to be this embody, embodying this queen of thriving. Um, The other thing I do want to say that was uh, a night and day is reflecting on the beginning of the program. I remember you asking us, imagine yourself with the most amount of pleasure possible. And all I could envision was standing in the woods, you know, near the lake, we have a cabin and barefoot in nature, which is not, it's not not pleasurable, but that was the maximum capacity of pleasure, not being intimate, not nothing. It was literally standing by a lake. And now that has shifted so much. So I i look back and almost laugh at myself and, but it's also a, not laugh, but think, wow, I have come so far. uh uh-huh. So that, that is always a really great reflection <laughs> of, of, because now I, I want to be intimate with my husband. I want to have that pleasure. So it's, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs>
0: us thinking our pleasure can only be <laughs> this little bit and like how much more is actually available <laughs>
1: yes yes
0: yeah I love that when we shift our our perception about what's possible and we start expanding our mind to the possibilities that exist and we start asking the right questions because a lot of us are not asking supportive questions to open up our mind and perceptions about what is possible. So even just asking yourself that question, like, what is possible here for my pleasure? What might be in in the realm of, oh my God, I can have this for me? Because a lot of us are so stuck on the thinking of all that we don't have, all that we're not experiencing that we forget to get out of that. And the more that you're there thinking of what you don't have, the more you're creating more of what you don't want because that's what you're focused on. So when you shift the focus to, wow, what might be possible for me and my pleasure, what might be possible for my body to experience, then you you start turning your focus towards those things. And then just like you said, uh, it expands your capacity to experience so much more pleasure in so many different ways. So I know you went from feeling pretty numb and disconnected from your femininity, uh, no desire, and now it's like, oh my God, I'm experiencing pleasure in my body, I'm experiencing tons of desire again, and you're just like, oh, one of those dream scenarios, right? Like, you've just come so far, and I'm so freaking proud of you. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm curious, what is it that, uh, were there any fears about joining the program?
1: Yeah, I I was not. I didn't have any fears about joining the program. Anything Oh, thank God, there's something to help someone like me. If anything, it was once I found the program, I was, okay, this is great. This is what I need. Someone understands. Um, So no fears joining the program. What did my, I did have fears that arose during the program, or perhaps that I, I'll say fears that I uncovered because they were there before. Um, I had a big fear, and it's it's still there. Although I'm I'm working on removing this fear and and minimizing this fear, but of taking up too much space. Mm. And as I mentioned, also. Uh, you know, pleasure is not for me, so I had to really work through that. The taking up too much space is still one that I've come a long way. I know there's still layers to continue working on, but for me, that was one of the biggest fears that arose that comes up when you ask this question. I was very excited to do the program, and (laughs) I was willing to do, within reason, whatever it took, because again, I knew I did not want to stay where I was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you were so dedicated to showing up for yourself and you did the things and you got the results and that's what it takes really. You know, uh, like we have a tried and true method that if you show up for yourself and you do things, you're going to get the results and you're the perfect example of that. You know, you just, you came so far and had so many big transformations. Is there any one particular transformation that you want to share with us? The greatest, biggest one, or have we discussed them all?
1: Yeah. Bringing my feminine side in has helped in so many different areas. It's just, I am more genuine who, who I am. I'm allowing all of me to be present. And that has, I found it's been very helpful in my career, surprisingly, where I've always tried to minimize it. Uh, that's been incredibly helpful there, but also, I am showing up as a whole person. I saw a friend the other day, and she said, "Wow, you're just so vibrant," and and I smiled because that's I feel that way. So I, I, I feel, as I mentioned, whole. Also, maybe not it's not as exciting, but I, as a mother, I'm showing up much more effective because we do this nervous system release every every day sometimes if i need to i do it multiple times a day if it's a really tough day and i'm less triggered i'm much more present so as a mother i've i've i feel like it's it's i've level leveled up in mothering um as well but really the the i would say for me my biggest transformation has been with my pleasure my desire my intimacy. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. Come see Tilly and level up your sex life and your mother in cap- capacities.
1: There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh God.
0: You know, some someone's got to help us get through this time of raising kids. Oh, good Lord. Right. <laughs> and I have boys. Oh, I don't even want to hear about the girls. <laughs> Awesome. well, how has this impacted your career? You said you know you're you're experiencing changes and shifts with that just from the work that you've been doing here. Is there anything else you want to share about that? or any other areas of your
1: life? Mm-hmm. It's just maybe more grounded and and again bringing that that feminine side actually before this program I, I started shifting my work to wherever possible work with my cycle that with my, my menstrual cycle, that's been really powerful because I'm, I'm doing the planning in, in certain phases and, and I do more speaking events, um, or I'll even sign up to do more speaking events during that ovulation phase where I have so much energy and just creative juices are flowing. And then during my menstrual period and right premenstrual, it's a little more quiet. So I do those more um, tasks that are, you know, uh, have been lingering that I have more, it's a bit more quiet and, and structured. I found that to be very, very helpful. And I work in a corporate environment. So I still think regardless of what you're doing, I recommend doing that for if anyone's interested, I, I do think that's very helpful. Um, but it's also Again, reclaiming that feminine piece has also allowed me to pay attention to my intuition. My intuition, it's a powerful and and to stop ignoring it. Also, during this program, I don't know if it was coincidence, I'm thinking not, but there have been so many amazing things that occurred as I was going, unrelated to the program in my life, but I feel it was because I was bringing a lot more energy, a lot more um, I'm not even sure how to verbalize, but I was much more vibrant and alive and, and in return, things are, as you're putting more good energy and work out there, it's, it's going to come back in return. So that was really exciting to see, uh, to see happen over the course of the program the other thing that I haven't talked much about, but the account accountability sisters uh, that we have in the program, they have been phenomenal. And I know this is truly going to be a lifelong connection as we went through this program together and then already talking about what are we going to be doing next together and to continue our journey and, and to hold each other accountable. We want to make sure that you know, we don't slip back into those old patterns that are too easy and forgetting our pleasure. because. We need to take the time to touch base with ourselves, to do, the, do these practices. And it's easy in life to let that go by the wayside. So it's really, really great to have the accountability sister, sisters to check in to see how we're doing. If we're struggling, we've already, we've le- leaned on each other many times and it's been invaluable. Hmm, that's yeah,
0: that's so beautiful. I know y'all have had an awesome time supporting each other, and I've enjoyed watching that myself because that's what it's really about. Like, I hope you get through this program and don't need me forever. I mean, some people do need me for a little bit longer, but you know, everybody has their own things they're working through and Sometimes people are a little slower their nervous systems are a little, they, they take a little longer to unwind than other people's, but the fact that you, you know, y'all have each other to help support each other, even after this journey, it's just, it's so, it's such a beautiful relationship because this is one of the, it's one of the most impactful things that you're ever going to do in your life, as far as shifting the trajectory of your life. And you know, that y'all all got to experience this simultaneously, like that's a bond that can't be broken. <laughs> like, you've got soul family now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is great.
0: <laughs> yes. Cool. Well, is there any favorite part of the program that you want to share with us? Any particular thing I know, I know, other than your accountability sisters or?
1: so many of the parts of the program were so good? I the live um... The live JDAG sessions were really great. I loved our group coaching calls because we could go in any direction we needed to, if we had questions. Um, yeah, I, I just, I also really enjoy the practices that involve, involve moving energy. So I found those really, really, really nourishing.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, anything else, any words of wisdom or advice you want to share to
1: the listeners who are contemplating applying? If you have an inkling that this program might be helpful, I would say reach out and just have that intake call because even even the initial call for the program was so helpful in, in opening my eyes um, in had yeah, to just just make me realize and then I I could have said no this program is not for me but even even just that intake call was helpful to shift me in a certain direction and then I had done the test drive because I wasn't sure I was going to do the full program I wasn't sure I could commit wasn't sure if the full program was even for me and doing the test drive again just those three weeks were so incredibly transformative so I would also recommend recommend just trying that out if if you have any inkling that this might be helpful because as I mentioned it has shifted every single aspect of my life I I actually can't think of any aspect that hasn't shifted Yeah I I, I really don't know I mean I would say like doing the laundry but no if I'm if I'm enjoying my pleasure and I'm more grounded even doing laundry is more pleasurable I don't know that it's like maybe not pleasurable, pleasurable, but you know what I'm saying? So (laughs) it comes in many forms, (laughs) (laughs) Sunny. So I, yeah, the, the program is just, has been so transformative. I would have never imagined myself if someone had told me a few years ago, I would do this program and what it was about. I'd say, excuse me, first off, we don't talk about sex. We don't talk about stuff like this. So also just, just this openness and this, To have this place to talk about what we're struggling with. It it has been, it has truly been life-changing. So my recommendation is if you think it might help, just give it a give it a try, even if you don't do the full program.
0: Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I love you so much. And you are absolutely awesome and such a bright light and such great energy. And I've just enjoyed having you.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm certainly going to miss you, Tilly. And thank you for all you do. I mean, truly, truly life-changing work. And I'm so appreciative of everything you do. Thank you. I received that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my love. We'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Alrighty, mamas, hopefully that has inspired you greatly about what might be possible for you. Remember, we have a new group of ladies starting the program March 31st, and myself and the team are going to be on break March 17th through the 28th. So if you are interested in applying for this program, get your call booked in now. Do not wait because a lot of you are going to end up waiting and you're going to be not finding many spots open on our call calendar to get your call in those couple of days before we're going to start this new group of ladies on the 31st. Get your call booked www.tillystorm.com forward slash sensually-embodied-woman. You have to type the www.in for most browsers for the link to work. You can also follow that link in the show notes. We'll be so excited to support you on the call whether or not you join us or not, it doesn't matter. We'll be happy to meet and to support you and helping you get clarity about what your next steps are and if this program is the right next step for you. I look forward to meeting you, hot mama. Bye-bye.